0: The Women in Agile podcast series amplifies the voices of outstanding women in the Agile community. We're dedicated to sharing the wisdom and inspiration our community has to offer by telling our stories, being thought leaders, and having open conversations with our allies. This series is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. I'm your host, Leslie Morse, and today we are chatting with Chris Merman. Chris is a dynamic conversationalist within the Agile industry. He works as an Agile coach for some of the largest enterprises in the U.S., and in his spare time as an active blogger, conference speaker, board member of the Agile Uprising Coalition, and a recognized ally for women in the Agile community. Thanks, Chris, for making some time to chat with us today. I appreciate it.
1: That makes it seem like I'm really busy and important, doesn't it?
0: Oh, you you kind of are. You're out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do I, I do things in my spare time.
0: <laughs> you do things in your spare time. In addition, I'm so to glad being, to be here. Yeah, in addition to being a father and many many other things.
1: I I I do things. Yep. Yes. Uh, I'm 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 glad to be here, Leslie. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Your name really came on the radar when we were doing planning with the Women in Agile board uh, around how we wanted to approach this podcast series. And we were talking about the the men in our industry that really do stand out as great supporters of the Women in Agile movement and uh, really just help create the space for, for women's voices to shine. So, um, I really want to kick off our conversation around, like, you know, what is your definition of being an ally? Because clearly, you're recognized as one.
1: Uh, well, it's a good question, and and it's uh, you know, it's very flattering. I, I uh, there's there's a lot of other men that that I would consider brothers in this that I'm I'm really grateful for as well. But to answer your question, what is an ally? I, I would say that it's um, it's someone who intentionally chooses to make room for people that society hasn't always done so naturally. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of the, <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the demographic that suffers no discrimination whatsoever as a white male, or for the most part. And, uh, I, I know that that privilege is something that I was given, uh, that I didn't do anything for it. And, and I just, I, I would like to help others. Uh, get the same space that I was made. So I, all I do is see my, see my job as an ally is um, it's just to do that as much as I can to, to use that awareness to, to, to make space for others.
0: Yeah. And I'll say, right. It feels very authentic with you, right. Mm-hmm. Even as I came to know you through the agile industry and, and other, you know, ways of working in relationships, right. It, I never felt like you were fake in ways that I've seen you create space for women or even show up at women in agile events. And so what is it about the way you approach creating space that allows it to read as so authentic? So
1: I had two very early mentors in this industry that that kind of gave me, I showed up at a, years ago, I showed up at a, you know, scrum meetup here in Dallas. When I first moved to town, I was you know, taking a role, leading teams. And I said, I don't know what I'm doing. They said, well, show up, uh, show up to this place called DFW Scrum and raise your hand and say, I'm new here and I have no idea what I'm doing. Can someone help? And two people uh, by the name of Ty Crockett and Allison Pollard who were uh, kind of leaders of that group, some of the leaders of that group at a time, at that time, they took me under their wing. We were all kind of sort of around the same age. And we decided to just talk about some things. I got invited to dinner, and and so I, one of my early mentors was a woman, and I didn't really see the advice that of of being that that I was given as anything different of one over the other. Uh, it's funny I when I was asked by the Agile Alliance to write a blog post a couple of years ago about a women in Agile event, and I I made myself sit down and say who are women that have impacted my career and it without having to stretch or pull. I mean, I, I came up with, I don't know, double digit name, 10, 15 names of, of some amazing women that just of their own volition, uh, have, you know, taught me specific things or, or made space for me. So I don't know. I don't know if that makes it more authentic that I just kind of, I stumbled into mentors and and guides who just happened to be, women and minorities. And um, so I don't know, it's just, it's just part of it. I don't know another way to be. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it absolutely does. But you talked about right in your definition of allyship, right? The idea of like intentionally creating space. So what was it that kind of made you aware and kind of awoken you to this idea that that's something you needed to intentionally do? So You know, I'm a
1: consultant and that means I walk into lots of different offices, even on a weekly basis. My current client has uh, several offices here in the Dallas uh, area and as well as different offices across the country. Uh, Not every client is like that, sometimes I'm just in a single location, but even even if I'm in a location these buildings are big and you know areas of a building are different and so uh, I kind of found myself just naturally having to be more aware of how I showed up. Um, whenever I, uh, talk to brand new coaches or newer, newer coaches, I don't, I'm still new to a degree, you know, um, I don't even know what a non new coach is, but when I speak to people who haven't or are newer in their journey, I say, you gotta be aware of how you show up because how you show up affects how you coach and how you guide people. And so if you're having a crappy day or if you're, uncomfortable by a certain environment or situation it's going to affect how you coach so i i got that advice early on from ty and 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 allison and uh that awareness just kind of helped me kind of just know what's going on so um i think if you if if you're going to do that it starts with it starts with that right if if i if i'm going to be a better coach by understanding my environment well that that Understanding your environment means there's some minorities here. There's a lot of people from, you know, from other countries who don't know our culture very well. There are people that uh, there are people that don't normally speak up, that don't normally get space made for them, either because of their title, because of their their sex, because of their uh, their nationality, maybe their um, maybe their lifestyle or how they appear certain people appear ways than others. I mean, it, it has more to do than just, just their gender. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that are discriminated against because of all of those traits. And so when you see yeah, all that, of these kind of, yeah, all sorts of bias. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've, I've seen talks about unconscious bias and, you know, now a little start around the, around the time I was beginning my agile journey, you know, uh, emotional, quotient or emotional intelligence started coming into the, you know, into the picture. And so I'm now, um, I'm now trying to understand what do my emotions and the emotions of others play into this and it's okay to talk about it. So all those things lead into some people get space made for them and some people don't not on purpose. It's just stuff that happens. And I, I don't know. Uh, I'll quickly say it because i you probably want to ask another question. I've been talking for a while, but um, the, I will say that I grew up in a small, tiny West Texas town where there was not a lot of diversity around me. I was—it's one of those, ta- those towns where it's—you it, know—it's—it's it's There's uh, America is made, you know, with tons of you know dozens and dozens and dozens and or thousands of towns that are just like this where. Things are just a certain way. And because you don't have exposure to the way other people live life, you don't know. Like I just, I didn't experience. And you
0: just don't know different.
1: I did not experience homelessness. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know other than kids I went to school with. I didn't know what divorce was. I didn't know what, I didn't know what alcohol, alcoholism was. I'd never met someone that was, I'd never met anybody that was non-straight or at least identified as that way. Um, it was a mostly white people kind of a thing. Um, and so I just didn't know. I didn't know there was another way of living life until I got to my late 20s, strangely enough. So it, it took a lot of work to overcome that. Um, I would love to say if we just all knew more, if we were just aware more that it would change things, but it's not the case because social media makes us aware of a lot of things that we we don't want to know. But once I realized I had that, in my way, I said, well, what can I do to overcome it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting that you, the way you kind of described this and even talked about, oh gosh, I've been talking for a while. Like there's an aspect in this around verbal privilege, Mm -hmm. right? People that are eloquent and speak well and are natural conversationalists, right? Can dominate in meetings and end up taking over, not because they're trying to take over, but there's this sort of, unconscious verbal privilege that because of the way some you know people speak and people communicate and so i think for those of us that have that um it's harder to even create space for others because um sometimes you're hearing where they're going but they're not making the point quite the right way yeah And, or it's not, you see it not getting through to their listeners. So you, you have that constant self-management around, well, let me just, oh, I see what they're saying. Let me help them rephrase it (laughs) so that it lands with the audience. But helping speak for them actually doesn't create the space either. Um, And so there's a lot that kind of goes on internally with this awareness, I imagine. Well, and and to that
1: point, when I was younger, I was not the um, I was all, I guess I was always sort of had a, an, you know, sort of, you know, sort of ex, ex, you know, exterior personality or kind of a bubbly personality, but I wasn't always so outspoken or so confident of a speaker. I, I didn't really come into that until college. Um, you know, like many of us, you know, junior high, high school was kind of rough for me. And so I get to college with this kind of chip on my shoulder and I'm dying to, to do something with it. And, and it, and it kind of drives me to a degree. And so I, I, my talkiness comes from the fact that I didn't have space made for me. And so I'm going to make my own space, you know, dang it. And, uh, it's, it's really what, you know, so now as I get older, I have to say, all right, well, how do I not do it for myself? I've made my own space and I've not had society stand in my way of doing it, but it may get in the way of others. So how do I help them?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Would you say that there's any memories or kind of stories that you've can kind of think back on that are highlights for you kind of that have helped you feel more confident working as an ally for minorities and in creating space for equality? Uh so
1: very good stories. I I will say that um I wa- I marched in the the first women's march um it was my first kind of it wasn't really a protest but it was you know it was it was kind of to a degree considering it was on inauguration day i i had no idea what to expect and you know hearing you know i'm, I'm hearing chants with women's body parts as the chance i was kind of sort of very uncomfortable you know chanting along with them so i was like why well, am i supposed to am i supposed to say that as well because i don't I don't have those exact parts and, you know, or am I supposed to wave this sign? Like, what does this mean? And so as I was on the march, I was asking, I went with people that I worked with at the time. And so I asked women that I worked with, and then I started speaking to other women that were there, older women, you know, women my age, there were women that had their daughters and and sons with them, they're kind of walking. And so I asked them like, well, what, what is What does this mean? What does me being here mean? What do I, so I, I'm just naturally curious. And so I asked a lot of questions, right? Um, also when I went to, I think it was either, I think it was the first, the first or the second, uh, major, uh, women in agile event at the, at the global agile alliance conference. Uh, I got, mm-hmm. I, I volunteered to write a blog post about being in or there was a, a, a breakout session that Declan Whelan, who, amazing ally. I love Declan to death. Um, he, he hosted an open space session about how can I, as a white male, how can I be an ally? It was one of the largest ones there. And as I was, and as I was standing there, uh, someone goes, what are we going to do with all this? And I said, well, I can write this kid would, would one of you, you know, amazing women love, would you like to pair with me on an article and two, two women, um, volunteered Lynn winter um, was one of them. She's, uh, her and I have become uh, friendly over the years as a result. Like we got to, got to sit down and write this. And, uh, I don't know. I just put myself in, I put myself in the way of, you know, like if I vol- raise my hand to do something like, well, now I have to write about it. So writing's kind of how I verbally or how I process the world around me. So I've, re- I've just made myself write so many times about this. And I don't know, that's maybe that's what's been a part of my journey, just because I've, I've kind of put myself out there.
0: Yeah. And I love that. Right. You're, when you talk about going to that women's March and right, the idea of just being like curious and asking the question, um, the fact that you just leaned in and were like, I'm gonna go to this event and I'm not entirely sure how I'm supposed to come up and right acknowledging, right, that it was sort of uncomfortable for you too, right? Because you didn't really know what to do and is this okay and is that not okay? Um, that's the kind of curiosity that I think men do need to to show up with
1: well it, it, I, in, in in my own defense I'm, I'm a bit of a, a people pleaser who's always wondering is he doing the right things and that's not always from from a healthy place so at that place I was like okay I don't want to do anything offensive or make anybody mad because nobody wants to be the dude at a women's march that gets looked at funny for you know like you're not supposed to wear the pink hat that way or you know, or whatever right but regardless of whatever place it came from it you know it ended up okay.
0: Yeah. And that kind of brings me back around to, and you alluded to this a little earlier, right? Just like being in the space and being an ally, right? You can't just like wake up one day and be like, and now I'm an ally, right? Like it's not something you can self-proclaim. I think it's something that other people have to recognize you as. Um, And what does that feel like to really be identified as an ally for women in general, but more specifically within this women in agile community?
1: Well, I, um, you know, I, First off, there are when I when I think about there are so many men that I know that do that, like uh, I, I can, you know, men like Eric Willecky and Ryan Ripley, Ty Crockett, you know, Declan that I mentioned earlier and, and so many more that I'm even. Um, um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to blank uh, guys if, when if you hear in this and you know who you are. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of blanking on names like but. I think when I say, "Well, how does it feel?" I I think that there was a point. There was once upon a time in society, you, as long as you just didn't say anything mean about anybody else, you were okay, right? Like I'm, I, you know, the the joke of, "Oh, I I've got tons of women. I'm an ally. I've got tons of women that are professional that I'm friends with," kind of thing. Of course, I'm an ally. Well, it's not enough to just not say anything bad. It's not enough to just say. You not know, to just be nice. It, it's 2019. You can't be silent. You can't sit on the sidelines. It's not, it's just not enough anymore. Uh, there, there's a generation mm-hmm. in or generations in this country that still don't understand that, but you can't sit on the sidelines and call yourself an advocate. You have to do something. Where am I giving my money? Where am I giving my time? Where am I, what are my words saying? Right? So it's, um, I think that's really important for any, any aspiring ally out there is to just say, okay, what I've done this, but does that really communicate that I care? Um, and I have to ask myself all the time, like what have I, you know, what am I writing? What am I tweeting? How am I, when I show up, you know, how do I, how do I greet male and females we you know that I work with? How do I, you know, um, am I communicating the right message? If I don't stop and inspect that, if I don't ask my, you know, if I don't ask my, my peers, right, if I don't, um, then I'm not, I'm not doing anything. It's just not enough anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um I think we may have kind of skipped this as we've been chatting. Um, Cause you talked about right. Being there at one of the early women in agile events and kind of having some early mentors that were women and all of that, but you're know, what is it that actually kind of got you plugged into the women in agile movement um, as it started off?
1: Well, I, um, I was headed to uh, I was headed to one of the agile alliance events. Anyways, I was, I was fortunate enough to be uh, listed as a speaker that year. And so I was flying in on Sunday, anyways. And someone invited me uh, a a female, you know, female colleague that I had collaborated with before, someone that was uh, helping out and just said, Hey, you should show up. And I said, What do I do? This is a women event. Is it just for women? No, no, no. It says women, it says it's not for women, it's women in agile, right? You know, like this is to celebrate women being in, in our space. And I thought, okay, well, that's great. I I still showed up, you know, there's, you know, 10, 12 dudes in the room. Um, and I'm like, so what do I, what do I do? And, and it was a very frank answer of do what you normally do. Sit down, talk, um, listen, right. Make space, just be here like what? this is not this is an agile event just like anything else people that think that you know if you've never been to one of the events and i i you know i don't know when this is going to air but you know you can still get tickets if you uh if you're like well what's going to happen to event. it's an agile event right we're going to talk about agility but we're going to talk yeah. about things related to the space of helping those that don't the space isn't naturally made for right so there's a lens, but it's just like any other event. So I get to see, I just see it as I get to see the friends that I would normally hang out with anyways. I just see them a little earlier that day. So I don't know.
0: And so now (laughs) I go every year. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I love that the, the women in agile event has become a, a staple, um, the day before kickoff of the the annual agile alliance conference and you know safe summit has adopted right having an event every year the business agility conference has done the same and i think there's up to you know almost 20 your know, local groups um that are, are having more kind of recurring monthly events and and getting people together to make this more of a staple um as a part of the conversation Com- companies which is are, yeah really companies awesome. are
1: even doing it there's there's, there's women in Agile events that, that's for, you know, different consultancies when they do gatherings they're, they're, they're having women events uh, as well as, um, as you know, if, if there's going to be something, can we do something for women there? I've, I've, uh, I've been at probably five or six conferences, not just the big one, that, that they have a women, even if it's just a luncheon, right? If you've got a one day, if it's a one day event, having just a women in Agile lunch, right? That's, that's been something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Chris, what advice would you give to other men that may be hesitant about coming to their first women in agile session or or thinking about getting involved, but aren't really sure how to get started? What would you advise them? Uh,
1: Well, what I said earlier, just, just, just come, right. You don't need to, you don't need to know anything or prepare anything, right. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be a success or failure, you know, if you don't show up a certain way, just show up, be prepared to engage in things, be curious, right? This it's growing now. So maybe, maybe now's a good time, but to jump in, I, I will say though, that as I said, as I've said before, we, we men often don't understand the privilege that we've gotten and we don't or we're not willing to see it. Maybe I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to paint everybody with a bad or, 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 rosy brush, but, um, maybe you, you haven't taken the time to say, what, what have I, what have I received that I didn't necessarily earn? Um, I think that that's the, this is a step towards that. Um, and, and you may ask yourself, why, why do I need to care about privilege that I may not have received? Because, We're, our job, most of us in the community, our job is to advocate for better ways of making software or better ways of making whatever your, your thing that you're making is right. The manifesto talks about, we're looking for better ways, right. Uh, And for the record, some of those, the writers, those 17 uh, white men who wrote the manifesto have said many women were a a big part of our journey. We just, we didn't think to invite them at the time, or maybe they couldn't come right there the manifesto was not just written by men, right? They're like women have had a huge part in it. Um, and, and I just think that if, if you, if you're willing to say why, you know, if I'm willing to accept my privilege and make room for others, maybe, you know, it, it only makes sense to do that for our teams, for our programs, for our clients, for our whatever. If you're advocating for that same thing, mm-hmm. why can't you do it for why can't you do it for women why can't you do it for minorities and, and, and all other types of, you know, you know, historically discriminated against uh, groups.
0: Yeah. And what I can guarantee to any men, right. That, that may be afraid of coming and or looking to make it, you know, a little more accessible to them is I guarantee that by coming to an event, you're going to have right. Amazing conversations with brilliant yeah. people. Right, because there is no lack of talent and wisdom and intellect um, in the room uh, when these women and agile events uh, are held. I am just consistently amazed by all of the the creativity and the innovation and the the poise and the leadership that that this constituency has to offer, um, and am just often you know humbled by by everything that's there it's just it's they're they're great events i, I agree and of. um I'll, I'll 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 state it another way that um when
1: i was i was hosting a podcast not too long ago for agile uprising um related to the same event and jenny i think it was jenny tarwar that said uh some of the best conversations at, at agile conferences happen in the women's bathroom and i was And I was like, well, if that's the case, I want to be a part of that. And all women, women agile is just taking some of the best conversations that happens in the women's room and bringing it out into the forefront. So, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be walking into the women's room anytime soon. So this is my best chance to be a part of those great conversations.
0: I, I love that, and that sounds exactly like something Jenny would <laughs> I think say. she said,
1: "Like I said, there were there were some there were some other great uh, great speakers on that on that as well." So yeah, I mean, look it's 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 not a, it's nothing. Like I said, you're coming anyways, right? It's only fifty bucks, right? You can you can most likely yep. expense that as well if you're expensing anything else, right? Even if you can, it's only fifty bucks, and and you get to and like like you were saying, Leslie, you can you can meet some. Uh, there's nuances to the work that we do that you just won't get without the right um, the right voices being in the conversation and and to walk into a room and yeah. i'm in, I, like I'm intentionally putting myself in a situation where I'm not in the majority right like in i t that's a very weird thing is to walk in and go i as a white male to say i'm not in the majority of the groups in this room, right. Um, intentionally putting yourself yep. in that position, uh, man, it sure rounds out your, your, your coaching stance in a much better way.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a benefit that I hadn't even really thought of articulating. So I'm so glad you brought that. Um, cause that's true. It does, it, 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 I think can help drive mm-hmm. empathy, right? In ways that you've never oh, experienced before. before. Absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you for making this time today. I think this has been great. You know, having diverse voices as part of this podcast series is is one of our objectives, and and hearing you know what our allies have to say and hearing their journeys, I think I, I hope will be um, inspiring for others that are, are looking for ways to get involved. So, thanks I'm, for making I'm the so time today. I'm so glad to be
1: here, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in DC soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being here, Chris, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. It is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile nonprofit organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. We hope you've learned something new and invite you to tell a friend or coworker about the podcast. Please go online to womeninagile.org to learn more about our initiatives and find more inspiring podcast conversations. Thanks for listening to this Women in Agile podcast episode. Find more inspiring conversations by visiting slash podcast, checking out the podcast series on iTunes, or visiting your podcast application of choice. If you have an idea for a topic, speaker, or feedback on an episode, please reach out to us via email through podcast at womeninagile.org.